0: This Iran tragedy uh, continues to make the news. And the latest installment was, as I said moments ago, that uh, somebody, I guess, with the so-called Justice Department in Iran, the judiciary, uh, were claiming that people have been charged uh, for this enormous error and uh, that the Iranians would seemingly be wearing it. It depends on the trustworthiness of their claim that actually people have been charged. Nonetheless, it's inevitable that there also be civil claims being filed. I said that at the outset. Uh, It seemed to me like that was... I guess, inevitable that, uh, you know, families would seek some kind of compensation in this, but who would we see them go after? And uh, to that end, we're joined on the line by Paul Miller, personal injury lawyer with Howie Sachs and Henry LLP. All right. So, Paul, uh, by way of preamble, I set the table, but I'm kind of curious now, if you're representing on some of these families or you're hoping to, you're recruiting their members, typically who would you sue?
1: Well, let's clear I'm not recruiting anybody we have we've put out information that uh, ourselves and another firm who we've worked with Camp Fiorante we are prepared to work on behalf of families Um, we would be looking to sue number one uh, the Ukrainian airline Um, you know you look at a situation that in the four or five hours after uh, Iran had fired missiles into Iraq at a base where American soldiers were located Civil aviation was not grounded by the uh, authority in Iran. That doesn't mean that each airline could not have made decisions not to fly. And we know that a number of airlines decided not to fly at that time into the airspace because of the danger. The Ukrainian airlines decided it was okay okay to fly. Had they made the decision to ground their planes for whether it was 12, 24, 48 hours, we don't have this situation.
0: Right. Uh, But in their defense, as I'm uh, anticipating, because I've heard that uh, a spokesperson for the airline, the CEO actually says, when the airplane was taking off in Tehran, we had no information about any looming threat. Uh, And so we made no decision to ground the plane because we had no reason for that. No civil aviation agency issued any warnings. Is that a mitigating factor or even negates any claim that they were negligent?
1: Well, I should tell you, I don't think you need to be uh, a political scientist to know that the tensions in the Middle East between Iran and the United States were potentially at an all-time high after the killing of the general and then the uh, missile attacks. To say that we had no information is, just close, is, is turning a blind eye to the situation then uh, and ignoring the, the situation because you don't need intelligence to know that the uh, tensions were incredibly high at that point. I'm sure Iran was waiting to see if the United States was going to retaliate.
0: All right, so you're saying that would just be a logical conclusion or uh, certainly uh, what a reasonable person or people would be expected to appreciate. So uh, does that then set up some kind of uh, a suit or claim for negligence? On what grounds would you sue the airline?
1: sue the airline uh at this stage without doing any investigation based on the information we have there would be a claim for negligence on behalf of the uh, any of the family members uh who want to bring a suit uh they have rights under the montreal convention uh and then there are limits of how much they can recover through the convention and then you would sue for the remainder you know on this plane we're we're an incredible group of people Doctors, PhDs, that were going to make a huge difference in our world, a huge difference in the Persian community, and that is lost. And those families have lost those people who could have helped them build a better future in Canada. And there's no way to bring those people back. And unfortunately, the law only has the ability to compensate people financially.
0: Right. Uh, the Montreal Convention you cited, if I've got it correct, uh, the max payout is two hundred thirty thousand per individual
1: that's right it's I, I think right now it's it's called one hundred and twenty eight thousand special drawing rights, which converts into two hundred and thirty thousand, and that's strict liability for that part, and then you sue for the remainder uh at that point. The other thing that we're hoping for is that at some point the Canadian government, based on what the prime minister has said, he said he expects you know Iran to investigate to be uh, open up the investigation to see what happened and compensate these families. these families still would need representation with the Canadian government, Uh, people that can evaluate claims properly and to advise the government for each family member. Whether it's us or somebody else, it's important for families to get their independent legal advice so that they get compensated properly because they get one shot at this.
0: Right. And uh, the compensation, as you just cited, uh, would be based primarily on future loss of income since many of these people were, you know, in the full flourish of or just beginning careers uh, that would have seen them as high earners, academics, engineers, that kind of thing, dentists. uh, So how they quantify that uh, becomes an interesting one. So where typically would such a case be heard?
1: Well, this this is a situation where um, you've got people from around the country. Um, We would take the approach that each each family who wanted to bring a suit would bring their own case. So those who resided in Ontario would bring lawsuits in Ontario. The families, I understand there were 30 individuals from Alberta. They would bring their lawsuits in Alberta, uh, most likely. Uh, they would stay in that jurisdiction. It, there are ways to bring them into Ontario. Uh, so that would just it, it would have to be a decision lawyers make based on a number of facts, experts etc for jurisdictional reasons but you would go in for instance in ontario in the superior court of justice uh... for the case against the ukrainian airlines
0: so this is done individually rather than as a class action
1: we we've had discussions about it and because there's fifty seven families so it's not a massive group and because each individual family needs to be properly individually assessed we think it's better as individual actions. The other thing is, in a class action, if it gets settled, people might get compensated, but an investigation stops. In individual actions, there might be some families that just want to deal with it and move on, and then there might be some that say, I want my day in court. I want to know what happened. I want to hear everything the Ukrainian Airlines has to say, and that way, they get to make their individual decision on when they want to potentially settle or go to trial to get that investigation done.
0: Again, with Paul Miller, personal injury lawyer, with Howie Sachs and Henry LLP on this matter of suing, in the case of this tragedy, the Ukrainian airline company. Uh, And I'm Guessing there'd be no doubt in a class action, a representative plaintiff, that'd be easy enough to uh, secure. But let me ask you about going after Iran. Uh, Is that problematic? Would that involve the government, obviously? Or uh, how could you see that also being sort of a parallel case or class, uh, a a suit here?
1: I I, I don't see it as a lawsuit right now because there are no, there's no established political uh, relations with Iran right now. Is
0: that necessary?
1: Well, I think here's the situation. Because there's no political relationship, there's a good chance that Iran has nothing in Canada. So you could go get a paper judgment. But so what What does that mean? It, we, we feel right now, because of what Prime Minister Trudeau has said, it is much more effective for Canada to try and negotiate and deal with Iran directly. The other thing is back in 1988, after Pan Am 103 was shot down, or uh, there was a bomb on the plane, Libya was the responsible state. They had no political relationship with the United States at that time. Lawyers sued on behalf of the families, and then when Libya wanted to reestablish political goodwill with the United States, part of the negotiations of establishing that was to deal with the damages from that lawsuit. So this may be a way for Canada to reestablish some political relationship with Iran. But that, we really think, is something best suited for Global Affairs Canada, uh, the Department of Justice, and the government as a whole, rather than uh, the lawyers in this case. Though we would hope that we would be included in advising what the right amount of damages are for family members if we're retained.
0: And finally, though, if Tehran has admitted accidentally shooting this plane down, does that lend credence to any claims against them? They pretty much admitted it.
1: Well, it's... uh... Uh, there, there's clearly some negligence there. Uh, mistakenly doing something is negligent. Um, but just because they say they mistakenly did it, I'm not going to take the word of Iran right now.
0: Fair enough. Paul Miller, again, personal injury lawyer, Howie Saxon, Henry LLP, uh, perhaps being a party to any claims or suits against the Ukrainian airline company or the Iranian government as well. Appreciate your time in explaining all.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Have a- a good day. And you.